What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 256 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Deitch. Matt, what is going on? Oh, you know, I'm just uh, enjoying the benefits from this last weekend. That's right. That's right. It was a good weekend out there in the Black Hills. Uh, I think uh, you come back and I think all of us, you know, just kind of get those batteries recharged yep. as we're out there. It's always fun. It's the weekend that we really look forward to every year. Yep. Uh, it's about the only time we get to see some of those guys. And uh, it's, you know, yeah. Thank God it's the only well, time. Well, we were we get talking to about that a lot that it was just like, hey, you know, like, good thing this is only once a year because yep. if we had to do it more than that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We, we definitely take days off our lives every time we're out there, but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, um, you know, obviously those dudes, uh, you know, out, out from Nebraska and, you know, South Dakota and, and, uh, whatever that, like you say, you only get to see a, a time or two a year, uh, maybe, you know, maybe some ice shows or, or, you know, some special trip or whatever, but, uh, it, uh, it's, it's definitely fun to get, uh, get all the boys together and, and hang out in the evening and, you know, talk smart and lag wrestle and, and all sorts of stuff. Exchange but, uh, gifts that nobody's expecting or really wants, but right. you're going to get right. them. So. That's right. So uh, um, uh, this week's episode uh, is brought to you by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, first and foremost, we'd like to give a shout out to Dakota Angler um for sponsoring uh, the hooked on hard water deal i know uh the the hooked on hard water event uh, i know that they gave some uh uh pro uh dakota dakota angler boxes yep. um you know sponsor i know of the craig teeson memorial tournament yep um i know craig definitely appreciates it and uh um when we were talking to uh when i was lining up this interview craig uh said hey on your intro uh, mentioned that uh, that those boys uh, sponsor the event, and so um, it's like, hey, we're going to talk about them e- either way. So uh, we'll we'll definitely drop that. Um, we also got uh, Shimano Katana spinning reels uh, for thirty dollars, a dollar fifty off Salmos. Uh, Acme tungsten search baits uh, just came in, and uh, um, Josh and I are still trying to figure out who's uglier, Matt or Nick. Yeah, that's and, a toss-up. Uh, yeah, we've decided it's a tie. Nick is way uglier. Is he? Yeah, way uglier. Yep. Okay. He is. Okay. I feel like it. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Sorry, sorry Nick. Nick. Uh, you know, you... I mean, he probably looks at you and, and he's like, wait, I'm uglier than him? Uh, he's so ugly that those guys... I got it. I just got a snap that those guys are in the store getting it ready for open water stuff, and they're changing it around. Somebody drove by and thought they saw some suspicious people in there walking around in black hoodies, and called the cops on them. When they're just trying in there, they're actually working. Like Nick sent me a snap earlier that uh, he's like, "Oh, I suppose I could do something." He's actually in there working tonight with Josh. So that's how ugly he is. <laughs> He's so ugly. His wife kicked him out of the house and they said, only hey, let "Go him... down to the shop and work. I well, can't stand to look at you anymore." And Josh and they only let him come in after hours when it's dark out because they don't want him scaring any customers away. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's very smart. That's <laughs> smart that's business. marketing right there. <laughs> but hey, if you can't make it in there, 
www.dakotaangler.com. Use code DIRTBAG at checkout. Um, you know, I, I guess it's probably that time to say, uh, you know, ice season. If, if it isn't 100% done, it's it's definitely on its way out. Um, if you want to get up to Deerfield Lake, uh, if you if you got to scratch that itch one there. more time, I think you could go out there and do it. But uh, um, either way, uh, time to start thinking about open water fishing. It is right around the corner, if not already here. And uh, if you got to get some stuff, get on www.dakotaangler.com. Uh, if you want to cash in uh, just just right at the end of ice season and uh, get some stuff so that next uh, ice season you don't have to get any, now's also the time. Uh, swing on in there or, or visit the website. And, uh, yeah, they've got uh, big box store selection, small bait shop feel. So. Yep, definitely stop in there and uh, tell them we sent you. Yep. Uh, this week uh, we're going to have uh, Craig EXL on to uh, to recap the Hooked on Hardwater uh, event, but uh, a couple things that I want to talk about beforehand. Um, we do have the rod auction going on right now. I believe that goes until, I want to say Thursday night. I think it's Thursday night. I, I think it's Thursday night also. Um And uh, those were the rods that were donated to us um, by Rod all the rod builders that we uh, had in the rod contest up at the Dakota Angler Ice Institute. I believe we've got 13 rods uh, on the auction block. Um, we've got rods from Texas. We've got rods from Minnesota, Iowa, uh, um, Nebraska, South Dakota. Um, we've got panfish rods. We've got walleye rods. We've got everything in between. Um, the pictures are not spectacular on the auction site. Um, I do have some better pictures on the Facebook page, but, uh, um, if you're on Facebook, go to our Facebook page. Um, it'll, should be one of the top posts on there. Um, and, uh, you can see, uh, um, I've got a link to the auction. Otherwise just go to McPherson auction company. Um, you should be able to, uh, to find the hooked on Hardwater logo there in their auctions and, uh, go on there. Um, 13 absolutely beautiful works of art. Uh, um, I'm actually bidding on a couple. I know Ramrod's bidding on a couple. And, uh, yep, there's uh, there's for sure two of them that I'd sure like to add to my collection. So, there's uh, no doubt about that. So, uh, yeah, go check those out. Uh, if you do have any questions, don't be afraid to message the page. Uh, if you have our numbers, shoot us a text, whatever. Um, I can kind of help you as best as I can because it doesn't say what actions these rods are or whatever. I can, uh, kind of help you as best I can. Um, you know, tell you how long these rods are, you know, what action, whatever. Um, but, uh, um, or I can put you in connection with the, uh, the builders. Um, if you see something that you like, but, uh, you can't, uh, can't buy it right now or, or, you know, the, the auction goes out of your range whatever if you want to reach out to these builders i can put you in connection with them uh every single one of them well heck they donated their rods to this to this deal every single one of them is great people so uh um i highly suggest uh you go check that out also uh bassmaster lineups due by thursday morning that doesn't mean wait till thursday morning that means do it when you're listening to this uh on wednesday um yeah like coming fork. to you yeah yep exactly like fork down in texas um normally shows out pretty well and i got a feeling this time of year it's yep. gonna be really good yeah, i believe so yep so uh 
Um, I think aside from that, I think we're ready to get over to Craig. You got anything else to add? No, I think that uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what, how Craig felt about this year's Hooked on Hard Water. Yep, yep. No, I got a feeling uh, as soon as we get done recording tonight at the end of the night and we post it, uh, um, post it on the internet, then it'll be like, oh, wait, I wanted oh, to talk about right. this. Yeah. But, there's, uh, there's other things that we can save for another time to talk about. But Yep. Um, yeah, we, there, there will be no episode next week. Um, I'm going on vacation. So, uh, yeah. I guess aside from that, uh, we're ready to go to Craggy. Let's go see what old Mr. Oiler has in store. Yep. Craggy XL, how's it going, man? <laughs> Guess what? I'm finally starting to recover. <laughs> for, for, from the sickness or from HOH or a little of both? <laughs> yeah, I guess I should clarify. Probably a little of both, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie from being sick for two weeks leading up to uh, Hooked on Hard Water. That, that, that was a tough go last week. It was hard to hard to keep motivated, but you know, the, the, the prize at the end of the game is what you had to keep thinking about to keep going anyway, so we persevered. Yeah, what yeah. what got you sick? Polar plunging? Uh, you know, I'm going to blame it on that. i definitely letting my wife believe that's what caused it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good strategy right there. Well, I got, right? I got yep. you got sick and I got cookies. So. <laughs> <laughs> How were those cookies? Damn good. Crunchy. Yep, loved Crunchy. every bit of them. You know, I, I don't know if everyone out there in podcast land knows how screwed up you are in the head but my <laughs> wife is probably one of the most famous cookie bakers in the city of rapid city and scott's german had free reign any cookie any style anything he wanted she was gonna make for him and he asked for damn near burnt cookies i mean i just do not get that at all <laughs> and i loved every bit of them yeah he loved them he, he loved them so much he hit them in the trailer on the way home and wouldn't even share with any of us guys well that, that's what i was gonna say the safe thing is if you order burnt cookies no one else is gonna eat the damn thing so yeah. i mean why not right yeah, that's, there's, there's that's strategies the, in my life that's just like when we had <laughs> breakfast on sunday morning and he looked at the waitress and said like like burn those hash browns he told her she kind of looked at him like what he's like no like really like get them like close to dark you know black you know it's just like she's like well okay then and they and they never do it good enough (laughs) never do it good enough but no i I want i want crunch on everything i'll take crunchy cake if it's around (laughs) just leave it sit out for a few days yep well, uh, Craig, you know, like, like I mentioned uh, a second ago, uh, we didn't get to have you on uh, leading into Hooked on Hard Water because you were battling, uh, battling some illness, and uh, now Hooked in Hard Water uh, has come and gone. So we thought we'd have you on to, uh, to have the, uh, the, what, what, the recap. The, the recap. Yep. Uh, there you sure. go. I like that. Yep. So, uh, um, you know, we, we always also assume that every single listener uh, has listened to all 256 episodes, and, and obviously that is not true. So there's going to be a listener on here that doesn't know what Hooked on Hard Water is. So uh, can, can you give us just a, a, a little brief deal of, of what exactly Hooked on Hard Water is? Ah, oh, man. You know, like so many of the pros that come out for us say, they have a hard time finding words. And after 11 years of trying to talk about it, I still don't know if I have the uh, the best description of what Hooked on Hard Water is. But 
I'll try. Um, I, I guess I have to start with my dad. You know, my, I grew up and my dad was the executive director at the Rapid City Club for Boys, and uh, he still is working there. He's going on 56 or 57 years that he's been employed by them. Um, and with him being there, I grew up there. So I grew up uh, going down and hanging out at the, the club for boys, playing games with them. And, uh, you know, my dad and I would often go on fishing trips and we'd pick up a boy here or there to take with us. And and growing up, you, you just take so much of that for granted. You know, we, we had uh, role models taking us, introducing us into these uh, outdoor activities and sports. And um, it wasn't until I was older when I realized that was probably the only experience that those boys had uh, in the outdoors was when my dad would take them or they had a, a boys club activity that involved the outdoors. So um, I, I guess it had been 11, 12 years ago, I, I was trying to figure out a way to uh, combine ice fishing in the club for boys and we just racked our brains trying to figure out what's the best way to teach these underprivileged boys how to fish. and and. I, I remembered so much uh, my dad talking about one-on-one -on -one attention, one-on-one -on -one positive attention, how important that was for those boys. And so I thought, well, let's just bring out uh, a bunch of my buddies in the ice fishing industry and we'll take these boys fishing. We can give them that one-on-one -on -one time, give them an experience hopefully they'll never forget. And, um, you know, it was a lot of brainstorming, a lot of thinking. And what it ended up being is we bring in 60 professional ice anglers from across the ice belt and they get paired up with uh between 60 and 70 uh underprivileged boys and and they take them take them uh well we meet them friday at the boys club and you know that was one of those things i wasn't sure how it would go but i wanted the pros to come down to the boys club on friday so they could experience what the club is all about they could see the facility and they could see the energy that that building produces um but I, I really didn't know how the pros would take it. I thought maybe they would be annoyed by it, but I think so many of them, and maybe you guys can attest to it, but that's probably one of your favorite parts of the event is hanging out at the club and seeing it. And I think that might be the most important part. It I, is. I, it's, 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 it's the, I don't know, essential part of it because it really breaks the ice. And you don't, sure. have, you don't have to take that time on Saturday morning to, like, build that relationship up with that boy and it's it's already there you've already formed that bond the night before so i think you could you can probably see it craig when the bus pulls up when all the pros are standing around it's like i don't know who gets up to the parking lot faster if the boys get out of the parking lot faster or the pros get up there faster to meet their boys and everybody's excited to see each other it's like you haven't seen each other in like years when you just saw them the night before and it just goes to attest that bond that you made at the club but but i think it also is important that you go there and you see how much they respect the club oh definitely and, and you know how much they respect the staff and and how much pride they take in being a boys club member and, and i think that's truly um you know the, the values that the boys club is, is teaching there, I think it's very important that you go there and you see it firsthand. You know, walking up there, my brother, a first-year pro this year, I said to him, I'm like, get ready <laughs> yeah. for absolute mayhem. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, you know, from the outside, it's like, well, you know, just like walking into a school and it's like, 
Nah, I, dude. I, you just wait. I think one of my favorite parts is when you when we the pros go into the gym, the big gym at first, and the next gym over, you can hear like all the chaos and the <laughs> yep. kids screaming. And for the first timers, for the pros, they're just kind of sitting over there like, holy buckets, like what yep. am, what's about to happen? And it, But I mean, I think that's why it's great to have people that have done it for so long and you can see how relaxed and excited they are. So Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, I always get a kick out of the the rookie pros or the first timer pros because, because yeah, you, I, I remember uh, I was talking to Luke and Tyler, the guys at Dakota Bates, and uh, this was their first year, and and I went up to them when they were waiting for the boys, and and I just said, so what 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 are you guys thinking right now? And Luke, he just said. I'm scared. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> because I don't know what to expect here. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it was it, it half hour later. I'm like, you good now? And he goes, Oh my gosh, this is so awesome! And it, you know, it just yeah, I get it though. The the nerves can be overwhelming, but yeah, you know that that my my thought was like you were saying, get the introductions out of the way. So when uh, Saturday morning comes, you guys are buddies and you're just going straight to fishing. And I really wasn't prepared for that uh, sense of belonging that the pros or sense of ownership I guess that the pros end up with for the club for boys and I mean you know I, I think a guys like Kyle Phil uh, you know I mean he is all in on the Rapid City Club for boys you know I mean he absolutely loves the program he loves the facility he loves the boys I mean you just I, I wasn't prepared for that those first couple of years but now I mean I almost expect it and it, yep. it's, I I don't know it's pretty cool I really like how that all turned out yep. um, so yeah so then I guess uh, after for the people that are still following along you know after that Friday night meet and greet uh, Saturday morning the boys show up and and, you know, Matt, like you were saying, uh, the pros are running to the parking lot and the boys are running to the ice. I always get to the halfway point, and it, it's such an insane amount of pride that I feel watching that. And I, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't get watery eyes every every time. You know, you think a person would get used to it, but it's like, golly, I just cannot believe that, you know, that bond where these these young boys are running up to their pros and i mean it's you're not meeting with handshakes or high fives you're meeting with hugs and i mean that's pretty dang cool yep. oh, yeah did you guys see don cox's post today about spilling a gallon of milk that's what it's like <laughs> when, the, when those buses right. open up the doors <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty great analogy. that really is you know i I, I, I don't mean to get off subject here, but, you know, I think I wrote in my post that you can never find the right words. I think Don almost oh, got yeah. it right there. You're right. <laughs> it was as close as I've seen yet. But, no. Zane Jensen, after his first year, he he went back to work up there at Clam, and people were asking about him, and he's like, I, I, you're going to have to come back to me in a week because I still don't have the right words for nope. it. And he said he never could find the words, and... But I talked to him earlier today, and he just mentioned, you know, seeing a lot of the posts. He goes, I think we're getting closer to finding the words for yep. how to yep. describe right. this event. Because because there's been a lot of great uh, posts on Facebook uh, of the, the experiences so far. So yep. it's been fun reading them all. No doubt about it. No doubt. So, so this was the 11th year, Craig? Yes, sir. Wow. 
And, you know, obviously the the first year there that you were talking about, I mean, you couldn't have ever possibly imagined that it would grow to this. No, I mean, holy smokes. I That first year, um, it, it was just, you know, selfishly. I, I was creating this as an excuse to get a bunch of my buddies to come out to the Black <laughs> Hills and fish and let's do some good while we're at it. And, right. You know, they're the... You know, what really started it all was our local fishing club had a derby, and they decided they were going to quit doing this derby. And I th- I went to the club, and I just said, can I take this derby over? And I want to figure out a way to make make this happen with the, the club for boys and maybe become a fundraiser. And, and you know, we quickly realized we didn't want anything to do with the derby because the last thing I wanted was for a boy to – go out and catch five fish while some other kid caught 25 fish and won a derby. I, I, I didn't want him to feel bad because you, know, you got last place or whatever. You know, I didn't want anyone to walk away with a negative experience. So, yep. so we quickly scrapped that idea and just made it a mentoring program instead. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, that first year, uh, I said, if we're going to put forth this much effort, let's make it a fundraiser so we can do something too. So let's, you know, have a banquet and see if we can auction some things off. And, um, the goal was $5,000. They said, you know, the, the juice has to be worth the squeeze. So we got to raise 5,000 bucks to justify the amount of effort. And several people said, there's no way you won't be able to make five grand your first year. And I think we made 12 grand. And, uh, so then, you know, the next year is like, well, maybe we can make 20 grand. And it just, it's been, growing ever uh ever so slowly since but man it's uh pretty incredible now i mean to to walk away from the banquet this last saturday you know thirty four thousand dollars raised just on live auction 11 live auction things i I was gonna say when shan when shannon thomas and uh old holsworth uh decide (laughs) to to buy a gun for your dad for more money than what you were hoping to make in your first year right yeah, yeah crazy isn't that wild that's absolutely awesome. nuts yeah so no no never expected it to grow into what it's become um i always thought it would be a you know our justification for it because it's an expensive event to run oh, yeah. too. i yeah, mean sure. when we oh, say yeah. we raise money there's still a lot of expense and there's a lot of time put forth but uh um we never really expected it to be anything more than a programming activity that also raises some funds. Well, now it's become a huge fundraiser. It is the biggest fundraiser that the Club for Boys has uh, throughout the years. So, I mean, that was definitely a, a unexpected surprise, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, now you talk a little bit about money there, and but but how about the planning? You know, uh, the other night at the banquet, you made the comment. I, I believe it was you made the comment that that a month from now, you guys will all sit down for your first meeting to uh, to get things ready for next year's hooked on hard water already. And and uh, you know, I mean, if, in event of this size, you know, I'm sure it takes a whole entire year to plan. Uh, how, how often are you guys doing those meetings? Well, so we'll we meet next week just kind of as a recap or debrief meeting, just to, while everything's fresh in our minds, the the positives, the negatives, uh, and all of that. And then yeah, in about a month we'll meet again, 
and we'll finalize dates, finalize venues, because, you know, that's the kind of stuff we have to book a year in advance. Yep. You can't wait till September to get that stuff going. So, um, you know, that's when we'll just finalize a lot of those key things that, that just need to be taken care of. And we do take, you know, the, the first part of the summer off. We'll go three months without meeting, and, and then, yeah, by by august september we we have our first meeting and that's when we start hammering down all right who's going to cater it and and just get that ball rolling so um yeah it's it's she's a monster that's for sure you know it takes a lot of time and in those first few years it was just uh myself and carrie redmond i'm sure you guys remember her uh those first few years it was just the two of us doing it all and we quickly realized that if it's going to continue we needed help and and uh, yeah, I mean now we have committees and subcommittees and volunteers, <laughs> and yeah, it's, I I probably should put a list of people who are all you know committed to this event because I mean it's got to be I think there's probably thirty to forty people behind the scenes that are uh, working on this thing for uh, several hours a month, you know, so right or several hours a week, I should say. And, and so, you know how many cab or how many guys were were up there at the cabins you know you're you're figuring out who's coming who's not coming who's going to be staying in which cabin you know who's going to be staying in which cabin and what day they're getting in and and what what you're going to have for uh, i mean it, it it's i i don't think that we're truly understanding how much work you yourself even uh, is, is putting into this yeah, I just all I heard when you were talking is you're volunteering to take that over. So <laughs> I will send you all the paperwork on it tomorrow. It's a it's a good paying gig, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, that that truly that's probably the hardest part of it all is the lodging and yep. um, you know it's it, we've got some plans in place to make it better for next year, or easier uh, for everyone involved anyway. So um, I'm gonna. That's another one of those. I'm going to start rounding up new and different sponsors to sponsor cabins and, and stuff like that. Yep. I'm probably going to get going on that in the next month or so just because it, it it's a, a hassle and I it's a lot of work that I don't think needs to happen. I, I feel like there's a way we can avoid a lot of that work. So yep. figuring out how I can make that happen. Yep. In any other plans that uh, you got for next year that uh, you you saw this year, and it's like, hey, we can springboard off of that. No, not really. You know, I I uh, keep trying to figure out how to make the Craig Tees Memorial Tournament. Uh, I guess we haven't even tapped into that one yet, but uh, I'd like to either make that grow or uh, I, I mean, I I I don't know. I I love that. Like to me, that's that's right up there with the day on the ice with the boys. I absolutely love the tournament and the weigh-ins and, and the results or the ceremony, whatever you want to call it. I, I love all of that too. Yeah. But, yeah. but when certain people are winning it, it just kind of loses its luster. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one of those things that uh, when, when you see that name pop up in the first place, you either smile or you're like, I wonder if anyone saw me enter that week. Can I knock a, <laughs> yeah. knock a couple ounces off and send it back? But 
But I did. Dry every one of well, those fish off. Make sure that <laughs> <laughs> make sure that they're yeah. completely dry. At the end of the day, there's hope for all the other pros because n- at this well, point in time, we hey, know anyone can win. Minute, it. <laughs> it's like you might as well give it a shot. You don't know what could happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I was gonna um, have you guys go through your whole uh, that day of travel, and I, I hell yeah, I, we I will. mean, I kind of know how it all went down, but I want to hear. It you know, in your words, because uh, that's actually a pretty awesome day, really. I mean, had some <laughs> excitement on the drive over, and, yep. and you guys kicked some butt on the ice. It's pretty awesome. I'll tell that story right now if you want. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. Well, we took off uh, 5.30 a.m. Uh, out of here. Uh, I'm driving. Mockentoons in shotgun. Behind me was... Rick. Rick, uh, Ramrod in the middle, of course, and, and Matt, uh, uh, passenger side. We're rolling good. We stopped at Freedom Brew. Uh, they gave us free coffee. It was awesome. Kick-started we, our day right yep, off right there. Yep. Uh, took back off and, and realized that we were going to be bucking a headwind all the way out there. Uh, we made it to Mitchell, took off from there, and at about uh, somewhere West River, I realized... Uh, I said, uh, hey, guys, how long till Murdo? And they're like, uh, 17 miles. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, it says, uh, says 30, 34 here for uh, my range, and I'm dropping by the threes. <laughs> and uh, so it's like, okay. Well, then all of a sudden there's a sign for Draper, South Dakota. And I'm like, well, what kind of little town doesn't at least have a gas pump? Right. I get if you don't have a convenience store. But you got to at least have a gas pump. So we took the Draper exit because uh, I I figured I wasn't going to make it to Murdo. Get up to the uh, to the downtown area of Draper. Well, we're looking down like the main street of Draper. I think that would have been it. And uh, at that point in time, I realized Draper was not going to be an option. So we we uh, headed west and and went on a highway that's like one mile or blacktop one mile north of the interstate. And we're cruising along and cruising along, and, and uh, we're past just having the light on. Uh, we, we start heading up this hill, and uh, it, it just drops to, like, no longer telling me range. It's just telling me, hey, like, moron, like you, you have guess. pushed it too far. <laughs> and the, uh, the funniest thing, the funniest thing is, like, that was probably the quietest ride of, part of the whole trip. Like, I think that we all thought, like, if we don't talk, we'll help conserve gas. I was mad. I was mad. (laughs) I was way mad. But uh, whatever the case, uh, so we run out of gas. Ramrod and Rick. About uh, a half mile from Murdo. Yeah, half mile from city limits. So uh, we we pop the the back of the trailer. We pull the the ATV out, uh, Rick's side by side. They go flying into town. They grab a two-gallon uh, uh, thing, a gas can. They go and walk up to the counter, and the old lady behind the counter goes, "Where'd you run out at?" <laughs> <laughs> so they they knew exactly what was going on. They got back out there. We got a uh, couple gallons of fuel in there. Made her made her into town. Uh, filled back up and uh, headed on to Rapid City. Uh, we we ate in Rapid, didn't we? Yes. Where did we? We stopped at a convenience store, gas station. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, they had that deli. Common in there. sense. Yeah. Beautiful place. God, that's a nice gas station there. Oh yeah, the one right on the interstate there. Yep. yep. 
Yep, I, yeah. I really like that place. Yep. Yeah. They have good food there. Yep, yeah, very. It was really good. So, uh, but, but anyways, uh, Jim Bustle had told me that he was going to be heading to Sheridan and that uh, um, he would try to find some fish, to call him when we hit New Underwood, and uh, he'd let us know uh, uh, where, he was, where he was fishing and that we could come and join him. Well, Jim didn't have any service, so I call, tried calling Jim a couple times, kept on cutting out. So finally, him and I are kind of texting back and forth. Well, in the meantime, Mockintoon had talked to Jason Ketterling, and Ketterling had said, hey, there's a bay over by the marina. You know, that's probably where, uh, you know, I'll be fishing, uh, you know, hold some pretty good fish. Well, then Bustle turns around and texts me and says, hey, there's a bay over by the marina. That's where I'm fishing. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good bluegill bite going, whatever. So we headed over to that bay, get out there. And uh, I think you started catch- catching good fish about instantly, didn't you? Yeah, I started off in one hole that was in about that was about three foot of water. And I was like, well, I'm going to just hop over to this next one and got to about, I don't know, five and a half foot of water and... Yeah, started hammer time. Like a couple, my second fish was like a nine and a half or something like that. So I was like, all right. Yeah, my first like fifteen fish were all like four inches, and I'm watching these other guys catch good fish, and I haven't kept one, and it's like, what the heck? And then I finally caught one, and it was like, man, if we throw together ten of these, yeah. like, like you could be a force. And uh, yeah, just proceeded. They, they they would really come through in schools. Like when yeah. you would catch, if you would catch one big one. Get your bait de- down, back down right there away. because because I I think I pulled five six of them out boom 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 mm. boom boom and they were all quality fish and then you'd go again for forty five minutes and and you only catch little ones or, or not catch anything but uh, um, I I didn't think that we had fish to I I figured we'd be in the teens somewhere right and, yep uh, you know Tyler Ray was in the area and he let me see his bucket and. Uh, you know, I know Tyler takes it seriously, and when I looked at his bucket, it was like, you know, I'm, you know, we're we're right there too. And then when Munchie came over and he was just kind of relaxed or whatever, I'm thinking, well, he's got a mondo <laughs> right, bag yeah. and he's not worried about it anymore. But Euler, when you came over and I asked you like, where are the people catching the best fish? And you were like, uh, right here in this bay. At that point in time, it was kind of like, well, maybe we've got something here, and. Uh, I, I I did I still didn't think that we had the fish to win it because well, and a lot Zach, of those a lot of those guys were talking about uh, Devin they kept saying had caught some really big bluegills yep. there too so it was just like oh okay like well and of all people Zach Cox told me that he that they had found some monster crappies down on stockade and that that he had a full limit heck he did did he weigh a limit oiler well, no. I can't imagine well, so you only had, he got he dead. had two pounds even so right. Well, I didn't. I mean, I well, guess. I, I, yeah, I don't could have been, could have been ten, ten, three inches, but, right. but whatever the case. Uh, yeah, that's that's how it happened, and uh, yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. So, Matt, did you feel like you were competing at all then? I didn't. I was along with Scott. I thought maybe we, you know, contend for like a top ten finish or like like he said somewhere in the in between the ten to 20th place area because that weigh in there was a few you know you walk around and you watch some people weigh in fish and you kind of get a glance of what people have in their buckets and it's just like you see a couple of bigger fish and you're like oh you know like yeah they're probably probably going to get it and i i really didn't feel like feel it but like 
If you look at all the weights, though, when you're talking bluegills, I mean, it's going to be so tight the weights are anyways because it was like I had 6.01 pounds, and I think down to like 40th place was in like the five-pound range, you know, was five right. pounds or something like that. So it's just like. I was in 10th, and, and you had five ounces more than right. me. And, and so, you know, one ounce less than you was a three-way tie for second. So, I mean, they it, it was pretty stacked up there at the top. The top 23 weights were all within a pound of each other. Right. So 23rd was 5.01. Yeah. Or 5 pound, 1 ounce, I guess. But then, yeah, you know, I I guess uh, um, for the listeners that aren't familiar with the tournament, we uh, had a good friend, my dad's best friend, uh, Craig Teason was his name. I was named after him. Um, he was just a phenomenal dude. Uh, he was chief of police and went on to be a state senator, and he tragically passed away seven years ago. And And I'm trying to figure out a way to honor him because he loved this event, and, you know, he was a big supporter of the Club for Boys. And, and so we decided to have this tournament for two reasons, you know, to honor him, but then also to provide fish for the boys to eat up on the ice. And... Um, We've we've had some funny ways to do it where I think one year it was three perch and a rock bass you had to weigh in. If you didn't, like, you would got a bonus if you brought in the rock bass, you know, and just to make it fun and goofy. But, uh, but yeah, now um, now it's uh, you can fish Sheridan Pactola Deerfield or Stockade for your 10 best panfish. And, and I love how it's becoming a competitive event and, and I also like, you know, when you guys bring it in, I'm sure uh, it's probably somewhat annoying that I don't tell you what your weights are, but I, I like to have the surprise at the award ceremony on Friday night. So I kind of like it um, that way now. Like, yeah, you know, not, not, now that we've uh, got a taste of success, I think that's the <laughs> best way to do well, it. Well, not only that, even if you're not like, if even if you're not competing for like a top spot, I mean, look at. Look at, like, Craig's, like, when you did the weigh-in at the club, you just, like, went by, like, by fives. Like, okay, this place got this and all that. And uh, pretty soon, like, Stromsness and Robbie were like, hey, you know, no, like, what did so-and-so get? Like, read through all of them because everybody wants to know because, like, you're also, like, kind of competing against your buddies and stuff like that. So it's just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's fun, but... uh... Yeah, I tell you, when we were weighing the fish, we at one point in time I had a three-way tie for first place at six pounds even, and I was like, you know, the I think the rule of thumb is whoever weighed in first takes the the top spot, but I just didn't want that for first place, and so I'll be honest, I was relieved when you brought yours in, and it was six pounds one ounce because I thought, okay, good, at least at least yep. first place yep. is squared away. Now second, third, and fourth, I'm okay with you know, the time that they weighed in at, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was pretty awesome to see, uh, that many quality fish caught and, and yeah, I don't know if I was telling you guys, but, um, 53 people weighed in fish for 227 pounds of fish. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's a lot of bluegill or pan yeah. fish. You know, <laughs> yep. Dan, Dan Hogue said it best though. Uh, when we were all sitting in that in that bay, Dan said, "You know, the quality of fish that we're catching right now is better than the quality of fish that we were catching at Okaboji this yeah, winter." Right. And and you know that's really crazy. Like Sheridan Lake was kicking out some donkers. They were. It was. 
it, what's incredible is eight years ago, you couldn't have caught a bluegill in that lake if you wanted to. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, it was a perch lake. I mean, it was known for being a perch lake. I don't know if I caught a bluegill in that lake before, you know, five or six years ago. And and they, it, there's a ton of them in there, but the quality keeps improving. And, and sometimes you feel bad because... Uh, early ice there's just certain bays that are safe and in the bluegill stack up in there and there'll be 40 people and they'll be every day taking buckets of bluegills out of there and think man these fish are never going to recover but the next year they're a little bit better than they were the year before so i i, I think that's good for it to tell you the truth yeah. I, I i truly do i think it's good to to get some of that out of the population yeah yeah so no it, it's it's pretty awesome to see how that lake turned into not only a bluegill fishery, but I would say a world-class bluegill fishery. I mean, I have caught a one-pound bluegill out of that lake, too. So, yep. um, you know, I, I know it's producing really, really good fish. So it's pretty pretty cool to see. Yeah, and one thing we didn't mention was was uh, one of the fish that anchored Matt's bag was an absolute <laughs> stud perch. Yeah, that thing was like... Really round, <laughs> really round. Yeah, when I, I mean, pulled yeah, that, that up, was... I, when I pulled that up, I was like, "Whoa, man! Like, if a school of these come through, I mean, we could be in business." Yeah. Like, yeah, that was a stud. Yeah, I don't remember. Did we weigh that fish by itself? No, we didn't weigh it by itself. Oh, okay, we should have. Right. Yeah, Matt. Somebody said like, "Yeah, Matt caught a big perch," and I was like, "Oh, really, Matt? You caught a big perch?" And then you held it up. It's like, "Holy moly!" Like, right, right. did you bring that from Wabay? <laughs> 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 Stuck it in my pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I think speaking of that, bringing fish from another lake, I was so happy to see Zach Cox get <laughs> the crappiest fisherman award. Couldn't have so, happened to a better guy. That's right. No, they they couldn't have. So for the listeners, Scott Brower, he every year makes an award for the last place angler and my dad won it last year, which was awesome to see him uh <laughs> get that award, but this year it was Zach, and uh, what would that have been? Probably four, five years ago. I think it would have been five years yeah. ago. Five years ago, Zach was bringing up some fish from a lake in Nebraska to have Scott McIntyre, uh do some studies on. And, I mean, I don't know what were those fish, all pound and a half, pound and three quarters. They were huge monsters, <laughs> absolute huge monsters. Perch. And he brought him to weigh in. Well, we've caught fish like those out of Deerfield. So, you know, in my ignorance, I thought, well, maybe he happened to stumble upon uh, the school of bigger fish out of Deerfield. And I was like, screw the weigh-in, Zach. We're going fishing, man. you got to tell me where you got these things at. But, you know, it, uh, thankfully, he uh, let on before we got too deep and uh, uh, cheered him on for those quality fish. But... Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was great to see him. Uh, that's karma, is what that was. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Still, still one of the best videos of all time is when uh, somebody showed those fish to your dad and told <laughs> told him that. <laughs> What's he? What? <laughs> he was like, who? What? What? <laughs> yeah, he was lost. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. But you know, you know what I just absolutely love about that tournament, Craig, is like. You say it's a competitive thing, and it, I mean everybody. Whenever you're in something like that, everybody wants to do well in it. But I love it because it's the only tournament that I've ever fished 
where everybody is just out to see once wants to see everybody succeed i mean here we are sitting like scott said in a little bay we're all you know sitting within 20 feet of each other and just talking having a great conversation i mean we pull up people stop fishing come up do the handshakes and the hugs and stuff like that because we haven't seen them since last year and i mean that's what's truly special about it is like like nobody's like out to be like no like get out, this is our spot like get out of here and stuff like that it's not like overly competitive you know it, what i'm it's, like it's competitive but but we're all we're all on the same team and, and, and we fun. and we know what we're there for i mean yep. Yep. you know in in a true uh testament to that would be last year um you know uh rod Wotan won it two years in a row and uh, before last year's tournament, uh, Tyler Ray was out, and he was pre-fishing, just hanging out in the hills for the week before Hooked on Hard Water, and he stumbled upon the same fish that Rod Woden was fishing for. And so um, day of the tournament, those two are fishing next to each other while Tyler Ray beats Rod, and Rod didn't care. You know, yeah, it was right. happy for him, and, and, and you're right. I mean, it's competitive to a sense, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's there having fun, and, and that's why I designed it the way it is because I wanted to make sure, you know, that there's no reason to try and get first other than, you know, just for the, the sheer uh, notoriety of it, I guess. But, you know, I mean, how... Uh, I, I don't remember Eric's weight, but I mean, dude gets 28th place and walks away with a Vexlar. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's the real winner, right? So, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's kind of, that, that truly is the fun part about it because, you know, even guys like us that, you know, I guess this year kind of goes against this logic, but, uh, you know, we travel out there on Thursday morning, so it still gives us a reason to go out there and try to put a bag together. You know, in our minds, you would think, wow, we really don't have a chance against the Rod Wotans and the Tyler Rays who have been fishing for a few days, unless you just so happen to stumble into the the, the good school because of guys like Jason and, and Jim. But uh, whatever the case, uh, you know, it, it's it's fun because you you never know where 28th might might end up. And, yeah. and uh, you know, this year the guy that was sitting 20 – well, I mean, Eric was, what, 20 yards away from you? Yep. He was just a little bit farther out in the bay, I think, fishing a little bit deeper. But, uh, yeah, the guy that got 28th place and won a Vexlar is 20 yards away from the guy who got first place and, and won the tournament. So, And I was right in between you. Yeah, that was my right problem. There. I should have gone to the other side of you. <laughs> Where did you end up, Scott? Tenth. Tenth. Tenth, that's right. Yep. 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 Top ten. Yeah. That's nope, all that matters. That's awesome. Yep. But uh yeah, it's fun. I, I truly I love that uh that whole tournament and I, I just have so much fun organizing it and, and being a part of it. And so for me, I uh had my brother in law, Brent out with me and i was like you know what we're just gonna try and get him a limit of perch and just see how these perch stack up against the bluegills and gosh i think he got like 25th place or something like that so they don't stack up very well but well it's still still fair right i mean yeah you know but better than those deerfield perch (laughs) i I remember matt's first year uh 
you know, we got out there later. I think we ended up going to Boot Barn first so that Mockintoon could get a pair of boots or a cowboy <laughs> hat or something like that. And uh, we went and dropped stuff off at the cabin, and, and we literally flew out onto Deerfield, drove up to the dam, and there was like freaking 50 feet of, of perch. And we would just drop the drop them down, catch our quick 10, and, and that's what we went and weighed in, you know. And, and some of them were pretty uh pretty questionable <laughs> but uh um whatever the case uh yeah it, it's it's a lot funner to go out and catch some quality fish yeah 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 no that's for sure good times had by all <laughs> no doubt um yeah i guess uh unless you want to talk rainbow trout because uh we went out on uh, uh on friday to center lake and that was an absolute riot and i don't care what you say about rainbow trout that was so much freaking fun. I gosh, I can't even. That was way fun. Yeah, it was yeah. a blast. There's, you know, that lake is uh, just been producing all season too. I mean, it's just been a great, great fishery, and and whatever the game and fish is doing with their stocking program is working because holy smokes, the quality of rainbow trout even throughout the Black Hills has just been incredible. Well, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but. But they were we we were talking to some people, and they said that Christy Nome had uh, some big heavy hitters from some big businesses that they were trying to draw over to South Dakota, and that she had brought them up to Center Lake, and she had the GFP uh, throw some absolute mondo uh, rainbows in there, and uh, I think it was me that she was trying to lure over there. I think right, yeah. I think. Uh, well, did it work? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, did. I did. You should have saw him out there. So. Yeah, yeah. I I texted her and and uh, said, "Hey, thanks, Christy," and and she she sent me back a heart. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, it sounds like Eric had the the better day there, didn't he? Or was oh, yeah. he just happy with because he caught so many? Uh, no, he fish, was but... he was absolutely on a tear. If you if you talk to Biggie and Ramrod, they'll try to tell you that Ramrod was catching way more and and uh whatever but uh um no eric eric had the hot hand that day yeah old rainbow rick that's what we started rainbow calling rick him. yep <laughs> he caught he, awesome. he caught one that oh, you started recording it and you were three minutes into the video and we still hadn't like even got it close to the hole i don't think we had seen it yet yeah and he had already been fighting it for a minute right yeah, it was, he, he, there, well, you know, you're catching them in like four foot of water. So everything, you know, you're, you're not battling them up and down. You're batting them side to side. And it was, it was fun. And, and, uh, you know, old Rick, he, he doesn't get too emotional, never too high, never too low, but, uh, you could tell he was enjoying himself. That he was. Yep. That's you know. awesome. Yep. So. No, otherwise, uh, aside from that, uh, I gotta, I gotta tip my hat to you, Craig. I think you guys did a bang up job this year. I, I, I'd go on record saying I feel like it was the best one yet, and uh, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already jacked up for next year. Yeah, I, I, you know, we were talking earlier. I just don't understand how it can continue to get better and better every year. But uh, I mean. It's it's funny you have a winter like the entire ice belt has had. So, you know, obviously in the back of our minds we're worried about ice conditions. Are they going to hold? And for some reason, Deerfield Lake managed to not only hang on to the ice, but it, it produced some phenomenal ice. I mean, what it was, was it? Perfect. I think I, th- I think it was the most 
perfect like you could have like the perfect conditions i mean besides a little bit of wind but i mean like the lake itself the ice was perfect 18 inches of ice i mean i i didn't i don't think anyone had to be nervous driving a vehicle out there you know the side by sides just enough snow on top that you didn't have to worry about kids slipping and falling but yet uh it wasn't hard to walk in uh yep couldn't yeah. make snowballs with it so <laughs> we were safe there helps. yeah ramrod didn't what? go climbing up the side of the mountain <laughs> and get yelled at by by all the 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 staff yeah it was it was perfect and the fish were cooperating holy smokes absolutely oh, just absolutely City. yep you know i that was something i probably should have done was just put a post on and maybe i'll still do that on the pro page and just ask how many fish did your boy catch just to tally up that number and see yep. see what it was but i bet it was a substantial number of fish were caught that day oh There's i'm no sure doubt about I th- that i think uh i think uh grayson and i were were somewhere in the 30s yeah. um you know 35 something give or take that and uh i feel like matt i think you guys caught well more than that yeah we were we were definitely like in that 30 or that 50 to range right in there yeah we for for some goofy reason like the fish just weren't underneath of my shack and so fine like 10 10 15 minutes in i said to matt i'm like are you guys catching and he's like uh yeah and i'm <laughs> like dude i like i can't even mark fish I've, I've got my camera down i can't see fish whatever and he's like come over here and i think we rattled off 10 of them like in a matter of about five minutes and it was like oh yeah they're over here and yeah. uh so yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird deal there underneath my shack. I had really high weeds, like really high weeds. So I think that might have been the issue. But uh, um, yeah, there was there was definitely a lot of fish caught. Kyle uh, Mitchell, I, I heard a rumor. I, I need to verify with him, but I think his boy caught like a hundred and fifty-seven fish. That one surprised me. That that one surprised me. I mean, he's fishing with Lyle, so you know <laughs> he's, he's going to catch with him. Lyle, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, pretty. It was incredible. I mean, and then uh, I mean, I still, you know, how many pounds of fish were cooked on the ice, and everyone was going back for seconds and thirds and fourths, and and then uh, Holesworth show up with their forty foot trailer full of steam burgers and hot dogs and sack lunches. I mean, holy smokes! Uh, you don't walk away from hooked on hard water hungry. That's all I got to say. That and they're right. Well, Scott, I mean, yeah. if you're Scott Sturman, you might, but, uh, I mean, you can't, can't be stealing 30 sack lunches from kids. So <laughs> who would eat 30 sack? Is that ding? Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch. Yeah. So, so you guys call them steam burgers. Is that a black Hills thing? That's just what the Holesworths call them. That's I call them sloppy Joes, but yeah. they call them steam burgers and, if they say steam burgers, that's we what all I'm say steam burgers. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> the guy yep. who supplies them gets to name them. I, I think it's that's pretty right. cool to see him out there enjoying it. I mean, just having a great time. Uh, Shannon Thomas, right? Tom. Yep. Shannon Thomas. Thomas he, he's yep. out there fishing, doing all that stuff. I, it's just so awesome. No doubt. It, it's it's just amazing to me, you know. In in Dan Holsworth. I don't know if you heard me saying, but when he got involved, it was because he, he at the time owned that Mountain Meadows resort yep. and he's seen all this activity. He's like, what the hell is going on over here? So he drove over and he's like, what's going on? And, and he happened to know my dad 
And so they started talking, and he's like, I'm in whatever you want. I, I, I want to be involved. And I mean, here, you know, between him and Shannon, now they're they're basically supporting the event. And, I mean, it's just incredible that uh, just by happenstance we got guys like them involved. So Yeah, well, I, 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 I truly believe anyone that actually goes out there and sees it, you're going to be a supporter. You yep. know, if, if you see it, and you see those kids, and, and you see the pros, uh, you, you once you witness it, I, I think it's just one of those deals that's going to get in your blood. What's not to love, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. The only thing i got to ask is maybe we need some tissues on the tables next year at the at the banquet. Yeah, dang it. It, it. I don't know if it was the rodeo dust or what, but it got kind of dusty in there at times. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, I, you know, I, I that was another unexpected byproduct of hooked on hard water i remember year one um we were at the banquet and i'd asked a couple of the pros to get up and talk and every one of them that got up and and started talking started crying and it's like you just you were not expecting that emotion but but i i guess in my ignorance i didn't really think that in a day and a half of being spent with uh the boy that bond would be so strong already and but uh you know once the boys start talking and sharing their stories it, it's pretty quick to realize that how, how needy they are for that attention and how um how important it is so yeah i don't know it's uh pretty pretty crazy how how emotionally hooked it gets everybody yeah peter's i mean boy to you know, Peter's, no, no one's going to say, boy, Chris Peters, that guy's a public speaker, you know, and, and Chris wouldn't say that about himself. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it was hard for you to get him to go up there, but, uh, nope, you know, not when, at all. my dad, my dad called him in. Well, then in, you couldn't I, say no. <laughs> I don't think Peters would be able to say no to him. And, yep. and yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there wasn't a, uh, uh, single person in that room not hanging on to every word chris was saying that's for sure i you know i i've I've just got it sometimes where i'm more emotional sometimes than than other times you know there's nights where like i I feel like my pet could die and it'd be like gal darn it you know shoot whatever and then there's just nights where i can just start thinking about little kids and and you know pets and and you know whatever and just start waterworks in it and and uh man saturday night i was like oh boy scott hold it together hold it together and there was multiple times like okay you know don't don't let anyone see that don't let anyone see that i think every i I think if people were looking around at everybody there's a lot of people kind of looking down at the table like oh okay yes like what what is going on what's everybody looking at their tables for it's like yeah uh-huh yep those legacy pros and 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 autumn too like everyone everyone gave uh gave heck of good uh speeches well you know i i would it was all very emotional, but the one that really got me was Brian. Yep. You know, yep. Him. yep. And, and you think about how, what his dad said before he passed away about, you know, I didn't teach him how to hunt and fish. I just planted the seed. I mean, what an incredible, profound thing to say, you know, that, that, uh, I, but I mean, you, like Brian and I talked about that night, you know, 
um, it's it just like that's what hooked on hard water is is planting that seed and yeah nope. it's just I don't know it it truly it was just one of those nights that's for sure and and of course I blame my emotional overload just because I was super exhausted from being sick from right yeah so, yeah, I don't know yeah. What your just drain was but I was is the altitude we're not used yeah. to the altitude that's what it was <laughs> look it up on Wikipedia they say anytime people get into high altitude they 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 they're quicker to tear up because we had to ride six hours in a vehicle with Ramsey so that's why we were. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were emotional. Yeah, I'd rather be sick for two weeks. I tell you what, <laughs> I'm already crying thinking about next year. <laughs> yep. No, but you know the other cool thing uh, that that was spoke up there was was Robbie Rembrandt talking. You know, you guys have done this now for 11 years. So so those kids that were 14, 15, 16 years old 11 years ago. Have, have probably moved on now and they're starting to have kids and you know so not only you know every year you get 60 to 70 kids out there but that's going to be 60 to 70 parents that hopefully got that seed planted in them like brian talked and and now they're gonna you know pass it on to their kids and slowly but surely you know 60 turns into 120 that turns into 240 and and you know hopefully uh, you know, one one small spark, you know, starts one big fire for, you know, for, for everyone. Yeah, that's something that I had not put into perspective, thinking of those year one boys that they could potentially be parents right now. And it's like, holy smokes, that's, I don't know. Uh, it, I don't, there's a lot, to, a lot to take in Saturday night, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, the, the, the fact of the matter is like, you could start having kids whose dad had been part of Hooked on Hard Water. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have a boy that's coming through that was like, yeah, my dad was got yeah, to do this years too. Ago, I mean, eight years old. I mean, you could some of these pros that have been doing it for that long could run and could you know if the kid comes down to the banquet with their dad or something like that, it's like holy buckets. You talk about full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah, guys like Jim Gerard, that that'll really make you like some blue cheese. This <laughs> <laughs> means that Jim's getting old. <laughs> Way old. <laughs> Way old. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with blue cheese. Well, oh, you're they, right. You're right. We, it just it just shows how old you are. They they're cabin five guys time is coming here in this episode yet, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Nope. Didn't you you heard about the listen party, didn't you, Craig? Well, I mean, I I heard about it, but I guess I didn't uh, didn't hear the, any follow up from it or anything. Well, they just made us sit down and and listen to the whole entire episode one, and every five minutes they would pause it, and they would draw they had draw door prizes, door prizes <laughs> which which was actually really good. My brother Eric, of course, won a. Uh, a red line rod, uh, cold snap red line rod. Uh, Melissa Grave won a rod. Um, they had they were giving away toothpicks and they were giving away some some gag gifts. Yeah, and, there was and, some. Uh, you got um, a mystery tackle box, I think. A so. ba- bass mystery tackle box. Uh, Help you re uh, get a few more bass baits after yours have gotten stolen. So yep, I'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, Zach Cox won the backside of Mount Rushmore figurine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cody Cody Magnuson got a, a jersey of cabin five. Yeah, it's just a big number five <laughs> big on number his, five on, on his shirt. Yep. No, there was there were there was some doozies, but uh, those guys were playing mean. And, I think uh, Mockintoon got a rabbit's foot, and he didn't win anything all weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, those guys were playing mean, so we got 360 days to think about how we're going to pay them back next year. It's going to be I'm, good. I'm bummed. I didn't realize that was a legitimate thing. I thought it was just some friendly ribbon saying, oh, we're going to do this listening party. No, Neither no, did we. no, no. <laughs> Neither did we until we walked in and they started playing it. And we were like, you're not playing the yeah. whole thing, are you? <laughs> I think it might have been the first episode Scott and I ever re-listened to <laughs> from yep. the beginning to the end. Yep. I, uh, I'm trying to think if I've gone back. and I mean, I know I listened to episode one, but maybe I need to go back and actually listen to it now just to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> I wouldn't probably go back and listen to anything before like episode 100. They the whole reason they did it wanted to do it because on episode 1 I said that the South Dakota walleyes were thick and mean. So that's why all weekend we just kept saying thick and mean. They turned it into mean. a drinking game. Every time somebody says thick and mean, you got to take a drink. It was boy. Yeah. No, I you know, I I Another unexpected byproduct is just the amount of friendships formed from amongst the pros. I mean, how many people come out and, and like Scott, when you came out as a pro, I don't think besides me, you really knew anybody, did you? I knew uh, the, the first year that Kayla and I came out and just went to the banquet. Uh, at that point in time, I think that you made uh, all the pros sit at different tables just so that they could could mix with uh, the people that were attending the banquet. And yep, uh, yep. so Jim Gerard and Scott Mockentoon, uh Kayla and I had gone. We had sat at a table, just us two, and, and pretty soon Mockentoon came up and uh, asked if he could sit with us. And, you know, of course, we were – we were excited to have somebody, you know, come and sit with us. And, and pretty soon Jim Gerard came over and, and, you know, so we, we were talking all night long and, you know, it was, it was fun. Uh, uh, Jim had just gotten married out in the Black Hills, uh, on the 1880 train and, and we were going to be getting married out in the Black Hills. So, you know, we did a lot of talking about that and, uh, um, yeah, just kind of all sorts of different things. So, so the following year, uh, you know, I really didn't even know you that well. I think I had talked to you maybe once or twice, uh, um, but I kind of knew who those guys were. And, uh, yeah, that was I, – I, I've still said – I'll, I'll say it again. Like, that was one of the most intimidating deals driving out there by myself, and it was just like, holy moly, what am I getting myself into? But no regrets, right? Nope, nope. I've I've met – I've met some of my best friends through that event, and yep. uh, um, some of my some of my biggest enemies too. <laughs> <laughs> Frenemies. 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 That's right. That's right. I just talk about Scott Mockentune, and uh, I think his first year as a pro, we were at the banquet, and I was sitting with my wife, and Scott happened to be at the same table as us, and one of the games we had. Uh, at the time was bingo where you'd buy a bingo card. I think that's how we handed out the raffle buckets maybe is if you want a bingo, you got a bucket. And 
every single number that they'd called off, if Scott had it, you'd just hear this quiet, yes! <laughs> my wife and I were laughing so much at him because, I mean, like, truly, if he marked it off, you got this, yes! <laughs> yep. So funny. Did What did you think of the outfit this year? Uh, you know, I mean, it it was a little more subdued. I, I didn't hate this one, you know. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate it at all. I kind of liked it. It, it, so it, was a, other... it was a step back in the wild category, but on one of his badges, it did say Dodge City, Kansas brothel inspector. <laughs> <laughs> oh, serious? I did not yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I, I got deputized as a park ranger, so I was that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No, it was it was awesome. Any like I always say, any event where there's more hugs than handshakes, it's you know it's a special event to the people involved. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I, I've referred to it as my third child a lot uh, for a long time now. Anyway, and it, it truly is. I mean, it feels like it takes just as much time and um, the, a lot of a lot of effort and everything. But golly, it sure is rewarding too. So. Yeah, well, just know that there's 60 pros that do appreciate all the time and effort that you put into it, and and I can guarantee you that there's 60 boys that that definitely appreciate it also. Well, I I, I guess I don't need that uh, reaffirmation, but uh, it it is nice to hear. Um, I I know that uh, we're not going to get all the kids out there to become diehard ice fishermen, but like you say, if that seed that seed grows in just one of them you know every year then gosh we're doing something right no absolutely absolutely all right well hey craig you want to you want to join us you got a good news story this week you want to join us for the good news stories gosh i don't know if i have anything to talk about good news what's good news no no i tell you what i uh um just still riding that hooked on hard water high man It, it uh was a wonderful year um the the people you know it felt like attendance was down a little bit at the banquet but the right people were there um the stuff was uh going incredible the food holy cow how about oh, that, that food? food was awesome yeah 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 we we had brisket this year and i tell you by far that was the best meal i can remember having it hooked on hard water anyway so well, i'm not gonna lie to you i was going through and i wasn't being uh I wasn't being bashful. I forget. I took a quarter of beef. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. I, I mean, yeah. As far as good news story for me, it was just uh, um, another great year. It was a safe year. Um, Mother Nature and the Good Lord made sure that uh, everything was perfect up on the ice. At the end of the day, that's really all I'm truly concerned about is just making sure that the ice is good and the boys have fun and and mission accomplished so yeah no it was fantastic yeah no my good news story uh brought to you by freedom brew in larchwood iowa uh, the best coffee shop absolutely in northwest iowa. it was the go juice that got us all the way almost to murdo fuels but, uh, champions yeah that's right. freedom nice. brew fuels champions fuels champions that's great <laughs> can yep. i tell you speaking of freedom brew um couple of times when i was checking on that mcdonald's job site in sioux falls i would drive over there just to get a coffee and and i mean i had time to kill so i was like before i head back to rapid because i'd turn and burn that drive so many times come down for a meeting in the morning and 
and head back home to Rapid that night, and I'd go and, and grab me a Freedom Brew for the drive home. And it was worth it every single time, wasn't it? I have zero complaints, that's for sure. That's when you know that you're officially from West River, when when uh, you're, you'll leave Sioux Falls and, you know, just head right on over to Freedom Brew, you know, <laughs> yeah. head, head, head 20 miles. Like when Zach Cox says, oh, it's just right up the road. Well, fasten your seatbelt because it could be an hour. <laughs> but uh, no, my uh, God, dang it! I don't even remember. I just had a I had a good news story and it's that's my fault. New, no, that's fine. Head. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know what my good news story was, but uh, I'm going on vacation next week. So uh, uh, at this point in time, uh, next week there won't be an episode. So uh, that's good enough. That's good enough news for me. Uh, uh, is the fact that uh, it, you know it's not going to be super cold for you guys. So I guess that that uh, makes it not as great. But uh, whatever, I'll be on a on a boat or on a beach or something next week at this time. But awesome. you got you got one. Um, I guess mine is just going to be. You know, it was good to see Maggie back. Yeah, absolutely. Out there at Rapid City. Um, we also. Just like the the news coverage of the event was like seemed like there's a lot of news coverage of the event this year, so that's that's always nice to see because it's nice to see an event like this get promoted in yep. a positive way. Yep. The more people that know about it, the the better. Yep. 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 It uh, it's it was it felt like it was definitely the community. Well, the community's always loved the club for boys, but uh, oh my good no. news! I forgot my good news story. I beat I beat Robbie Rembrandt in the leg wrestling contest. That's right. What? Yep. Yeah. Beat him. I didn't think that was possible. Best. Well, he got me the next two times, but I got him once the first time, and it was the the brought the house down. <laughs> it did too. <laughs> there, there's a video of it that I composed. <laughs> yep. No. So my- speaking of Robbie, I yeah, if if you guys haven't figured it out by now, I kind of go off on tangents, so I apologize, but uh, um. My mom, we were talking about um, the banquet. You know, I'd taken, I'd got some brisket that I brought home for my dad, you know, since he couldn't make the banquet. And, and um, I, my, we were just talking about everything. And, and then we were going through who uh, all the speakers. And then she got to Robbie and she's like, oh, he's so easy to listen to. And it helps that he's so good looking. <laughs> oh, don't say that. It's like, oh, man. Oh, no. That just made me laugh. That uh, So apparently uh, my mom has a crush on Robbie Rembrandt. Yeah. Can you imagine if Robbie ended up being your stepdad? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't ruin We just did good news stories, Scott. Don't ruin yeah, it. Yeah, this was don't good ruin. news stories, not nightmare stories. Don't ruin mm-hmm. it. That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> don't I apologize. <laughs> nope. All right, Craig. Uh, well, like I said, uh, we appreciate all your time and effort into uh, the Hooked on Hard Water, and we appreciate you joining us for episode 256 and uh yeah we'll chat at you next time 256 256 wow yep nice work boys (laughs) thanks thanks man we'll talk to you later (laughs) all right see ya